Hey, thank you for listening. Did you know I have a YouTube channel? I have over 130 different videos. I have videos with more scary stories told in the rain, scary stories by a crackling fire, and I also have videos that are less relaxing and more on the scary side. Go check it out, and please don't forget to subscribe. In the YouTube search bar, just type being scared. All right. Catch you later. I was sitting in my room one evening after getting home from work on the second floor. My little brother is downstairs watching TV and our dog is in the hallway outside my bedroom door sleeping. All of a sudden, our dog starts making all kinds of racket, jumping around, barking, even kind of howling. I go to get up to see what's going on, and I hear, That's a good girl, in a deep, male's voice. It was definitely not my little brother. So I shout, Oh, you're home early, thinking that it's my dad's friend, our roommate. I open the door. As soon as I'm out there, I see that there is no one at all but the dog wagging her tail, staring at the empty end of a hallway. My little brother comes upstairs, and he says that he heard the same voice, thinking that it was me. We checked the entire house and found no one. This happened many years ago, and I don't at all feel like it was a misunderstanding or that my brother and I thought that we heard something but were mistaken. Someone was in our house that night. When I was 15, I was on a date with this girl who lived in my neighborhood. All we did was sit at the park near our houses and talk. And when the sun went down, we left. As I was walking her back to her house, we walked under a huge oak tree, and because it was so dark, we didn't see the massive spider web. We walked right into the middle of it, and of course, freaked out. Eventually, we felt that we got all the webs off of us, and I continued walking her to her house. When I eventually got home, I got right in the shower. As I stood under the water looking down, I saw a huge brown wolf spider fall onto the shower floor and go down the drain. The next day, I saw the girl at school. She told me that that morning she took a shower, and while she washed her hair, she felt some movement and eventually watched three huge spiders go down the drain. She had slept all night with the spiders in her hair. Our elderly neighbor fell sick and had to go to the hospital. Her niece asked us to take care of her dog while she was away. So after schoolwork and dinner and all that, my brother and I were sent over to make sure he was doing all right. It was late at night in this weird old lady's house. My brother was in the shed with the dog, 
and I was in the living room looking at the creepy old photos on the mantelpiece. What follows is true. I heard the door creak, and then a woman's voice called out my dog's name. I freaked out, turned around. Of course, there was no one there. I thought maybe it was the neighbor's niece. But then, I went out to my brother and the dog, and he was freaking out too, because he thought that he heard a woman's voice right outside the shed. We both agreed that we definitely heard a voice. We left the dog in the shed, went home, and were greeted by my dad who told us that the neighbor's niece had just called to say that the neighbor had passed away in the hospital just a few hours ago. My neighbor at my old apartment was a state park ranger for years and is now retired. Apparently, when he first got the job, there was a younger kid who went missing while on a camping or hiking trip. They organized a huge search of the area, to no avail, no clues or anything. The kid was just missing. A few years go by, and some evidence turns up that wasn't in the direction they originally searched. The evidence they found was part of his camping equipment. On his off time, my neighbor took to searching the area where it was found, hoping for more clues. Just outside the state park lived a couple in a very run-down trailer who were quite reclusive and odd. One day, my neighbor had to talk to them about something unrelated to the missing kid. He was in their trailer, which is a mess of junk, no running water, etc., while he is in there, he realizes that the ashtray sitting on a table looks very unusual. He looks closer and realizes that it's a skull and it looks small. There's this investigation into the couple, and here is where things get really weird. An investigation shows that they were innocent of killing the kid. He probably died of exposure or dehydration. Apparently, this guy came across the body afterwards, and his dogs were after it. When he took the skull, it was really recent after death, and apparently, still had features, hair, everything. The guy took it and defleshed the damn thing and took the top of it to use as an ashtray. Apparently, he was well aware that there was then a current search for a missing child and could recognize the kid from the pictures. But it never dawned on him or his wife to go to the cops and inform them of their find. He just saw an opportunity for an ashtray. Apparently he showed them where the remains were and they scrounged together enough for burial, but kept it quiet so that the family didn't know that some guy put out his Marlboros in their kid's head for five years after letting his dogs eat his remains. My sister and I were playing outside when we were younger, and an elderly couple was walking by our yard. Our yard had a cemetery in the back, so it was quite a common local attraction for tourists 
as this house was built in the 1800s, and most of the graves were from children who died back then from the flu. Playing outside, the old couple kept pestering my sister about what her name was as they approached us and got closer. We were just little kids, but got terribly scared and ran inside and told our mom what had happened. The following week, I heard a story on the news about an elderly couple approaching a teenage girl, kidnapping her, and murdering her. And it was the same couple that had approached my sister and I. My mother-in-law was a very funny and cool woman. She and my wife were really close, and sadly, she passed away when our son was about four months old. Fast forward a few years. We live in an old 1930s-era craftsman house in Pasadena, California. Our son is about three years old at the time. I was giving him a bath one night, and he starts looking over my shoulder, not at random stuff, but his eyes were fixed on something. A moment passes, and he asks me why Grandma calls Mommy a funny name. Long pause. I asked him what he meant, thinking that he was talking about my mom. He then says, why does Grandma call Mommy a funny name? I was really set back by this. My wife and I never used the nickname, and it was just what her mom called her since she was a baby. I asked him where he heard the name. His reply, The farmer told me. I asked him who the farmer was, and he replied, His friend. I tell my wife this story later, and she's of course reduced to tears over the whole nickname thing. We both know there is no way for him to know what the nickname was, and we were completely at a loss of words. Fast forward to the next weekend, and my son is playing in his bedroom. My wife is at work. I hear him start talking, like he's having a conversation. He's saying things like, Yes, no, I don't know. And then I could also hear him laughing. I go into his room and ask him what he's doing, and he says that he's just playing. I ask with who? And he says, The farmer. At this point, I'm already thinking about the Exorcist movie. It's a little unsettling. I ask him where the farmer is. He says that he left when I came in the room. What the hell? So my wife gets home, and I tell her this, and now she's just as weirded out as I am. We have no idea what to do, and figure if it happens again, then we'll do something. A few days later, in the middle of the night... We both hear our son saying the following. Grandma says you and I can't be friends anymore. The wife and I go check on him, both of us a little freaked out. He's just sitting up in bed. I ask if he's okay, and he says yeah. Grandma says I can't play with the farmer anymore. He never one time mentioned the farmer again. Not ever. He's 13 now, and doesn't remember any of it.
When I was young, about 8 to 11 years old, my sister, whom is 7 years older, would babysit me when my parents were out. At the time, she smoked a lot, and my parents made her smoke outside, of course. So I would follow her outside into the carport, which faced the street, and play around, annoy her, and such. One day my sister notices a car at the end of the driveway, just sitting in the middle of the road. It's a white SUV, with a bike rack on top. It has the darkest tinted windows I have ever seen. You could not see anything inside. It sat there until we went inside, and then would drive to the end of the road and sit at the church parking lot and wait. Wait until she would come out again for another smoke. And it would repeat this over and over. Odd, but my sister was very brave and just kind of ignored it. That is, until the next day while my parents were out again, and it showed up again. It would sit at the end of the driveway and just... Watch. I don't know what the driver was doing, but he was definitely watching my sister. If I didn't go out with her, I would watch from the front window, and it would just sit there the entire time she was outside. She eventually told my father, who was a sheriff deputy at the time, and he called the cops and made a complaint. They showed up and looked around, but the SUV was nowhere to be seen. Months went by, and nothing. And then one day, a good nine months after this had all started, it was back. It again became a regular occurrence. Another day, my sister was outside doing her nasty habit, and sure enough, there it was. We were alone as usual, and this time, she decides she's had enough. She tells me to stay in the carport, and she's going to go confront them. She starts walking toward the SUV, and halfway down the driveway, she would later remark, I felt utter terror, like I knew if I went any further, I was dead. I was paralyzed by fear. She turned around and went inside. Finally, the family car was in the shop for some kind of issue, so we were all stuck home for a night and had to get delivery for dinner. While my parents are home, my sister goes outside to smoke. I go outside with her, and eventually the SUV shows up. She tells me to run inside and tell my father, and I do. My dad promptly gets his gun and starts briskly walking down the driveway with it in hand. The SUV floored it down the road and peeled out onto the nearby highway. My dad, being a cop, noted the year and model and distinguishing features. The scariest thing? The license plate had been covered with duct tape. We never saw it again. I grew up in a house on Long Island in the town of Brentwood. It was a quiet town for its location. My dad worked as a taxi driver at the time, which meant he would usually end up coming home early in the morning, and I would greet him. So it's Saturday, 
I'm watching cartoons, and my dad comes in, and I run to say hello. My mom hears us from the bedroom and says, Hey honey, don't go in the pool, it's not ready yet. My dad and I think that that's weird. It's 6 a.m., and we weren't going to go to the pool. We brush it off, and he goes on to tell me his usual stories of the crazies that he had picked up throughout the night. We then realized it was Saturday. My mom was at work, and it was only me and him in the house. Fast forward a couple of weeks, and my new neighbors come over to welcome us into town since we had just moved in recently. It was the two mothers, two sons, and two little girls. I was playing soccer with the kids, however the little brunette girl is nowhere to be found. The curious little kid I was, I ran around the property, and I find her playing in the woods. Definitely a dangerous area for little girls to be exploring. She asks me to come play tag, but I decline, wanting to get everyone in on the game. The reactions of everyone as I asked them to join us was puzzling along with the response from their mom. We only have one daughter. As it turns out, a small brown-haired girl drowned in the pool ten years ago. The mother died of a heart attack not too long after this happened. This is my good friend's story, and he is definitely not known to make up things. His story happened when he was about eight years old. He was playing hide-and-seek with his friend at his house. It was late, probably around 10 o'clock. It's my friend's turn to find his friend. He's looking everywhere around the house, but he can't seem to find him anywhere. He eventually decides that he must be hiding outside, so he leaves the house to find him. He starts searching around some bushes when he hears his friend's voice coming from a dark corner, maybe 20 feet away. The voice calls for him to come over. He didn't, because he was already pretty spooked being outside in the dark. My friend yelled back, Come over here. That's when he said he really got scared. My friend kept saying no over and over again. At this point, he said that the voice suddenly changed to a dark, horrible-sounding voice demanding him to come over there. At this point, he ran back inside the house, only to see his friend standing in the living room. When questioned how he got inside so fast, the friend said that he never went outside, Whatever that voice was, it scares me every time I think about his story. About nine or ten years ago, I was friends with this guy that ran an event center. He would host gaming parties on Friday nights, and usually it would be packed. The place was located inside an old shopping mall, and you had to access it through the back door, where the night guard would let you in and out. 
So this Friday, we all go and we're having a blast. I decide to go for a food and drinks run before all the shops close and I take everyone's orders. I head out the back door and the back door is locked. I wait a minute and then call out for the guard. He appears from behind the door of his office and lets me outside. I go and then come back and he's waiting for me. He opens the door and I go back to the party. The weekend passed by and on Monday I decide to go hang out at the event center for a few minutes after school. I walk in the mall and there's cops everywhere and an awful stench. The shops were closed and the cops wouldn't let me stay for long so I just decided to go back home. That night the news reported that there was a murder at the shopping mall. A lady that managed the place found out that one of the guards was stealing and that after she confronted him, he killed her and stuffed her in garbage bags inside his locker. The murder took place that Friday that I was there and forensics estimate the time of death at around 9 to 10 p.m. My heart stopped. The news showed a picture of the murderer and I immediately recognized him. It was the usual night guard. I get the shivers from just remembering this. The time of death overlaps the time in which I went out for a food run that Friday night. And the back door was just a few feet away from the office in which the murder took place. Back in high school, I was part of our school's cheer squad. During the summer before the new school year started, we would all go to cheer camp and learn some new routines or stunts and compete with other cheer teams. Now, I really wasn't a typical cheerleader. I liked my space and didn't get rowdy with the others during our off time. I preferred to read or listen to music by myself in a room I shared with two other girls. During these downtimes, all the other girls were always across the hall listening to music and going nuts. They always did this with their door open, so I kept mine closed so I could have some peace and quiet. I was laying on my stomach in front of my boombox with my head facing away from the dorm door. All of a sudden, I hear a female whisper, Turn around. I turned around and no one was there. I go back to what I was doing, and again, I hear someone whisper, Turn around. I figure I'm hearing voices carry over from the hallway, as the voice did sound like one of the girls on my team. I open the door to have a look outside, and surprisingly, the hall is empty, and the door across the way is shut. It couldn't have been her. Again, I go back to what I was doing. This time, when I hear the voice whisper, turn around, again, it was followed by two hard taps on my right shoulder. I get up and look around. There is no one in the room. I go look in the closet that was closest to where the dorm door was. It was a shared closet that led to the next room that was occupied by our coach. 
No one was in there, either. I figure, screw it, I'm not staying in this room tonight, so I go across the hall into the other room. Everyone is busy doing their thing. I tell my friend about it, and she keeps telling me to tell everyone about it, but I chose not to. It happened to be the last night of our stay there, and our coach and one of her friends were telling ghost stories. The last story they tell us is how the area where we had all been practicing, in front of a white gazebo, was where a wedding was supposed to have taken place. Something about some people that had donated a lot of money to the school had built it for their daughter's wedding. Their daughter ends up finding out that her fiancé was cheating on her, and she hung herself from the gazebo. I thought it was interesting that the gazebo was the first thing I noted when I was assigned my room. It was right outside my window. I don't know how true the story was, but I loved how the smiles and laughter completely fell from my coach and her friend's face when my friend had me relate my story. No one slept in that dorm room that night. My parents were on a trip to Europe. They're getting older and have plenty of money so they can travel wherever they want. I was taking care of their house. I was home for the summer from school anyway, so it was fine. I had been there for a few weeks and it was pretty quiet. I just went to work, came home, had some time with my boyfriend, enjoying the house to ourselves. But one night, I was just laying there watching TV when I heard this really weird, low whistling sound coming from the window that was just behind the couch. It struck me as sort of odd, and I just sort of shrugged it off. But then, it happened again. It totally sounded like there was a person standing at the window, whistling. I looked out the window, and of course there was no one there. So I figured I should go check it out. If it were something like the wind on the siding, I wanted to fix it because that would become annoying. So I walked out into the backyard. The backyard at my parents' house is this super beautiful, sparse sort of forest that leads to a road on the other side. So I looked at the house and didn't see anything. But then, I heard the sound again. It was coming from the woods in the back. I was pretty creeped out at this point, and of course I couldn't see anything in the woods, so I hurried back through the door and locked it behind me. I never really heard the sound again for a few days. Until one night, I was asleep in my room, and I could have sworn I was awakened by the whistling sound against the second floor window. I listened hard, and it was dead silent so I decided I should go ahead and look out the window. I did the whole thing where I crept super slowly towards the window and just sort of peeked through it. Outside my window there was a man standing there. I was really sleepy, so I can't know how much of this I'm just misremembering, but he was just sitting there staring at me. I was completely frozen, and slowly... The man pursed his lips, and I could hear the whistle again. It was crystal clear, 
and made me feel like crying. I tore myself away from the window and hid under my covers. The next night, I insisted that my boyfriend stay with me, which he did, and of course nothing happened. He figured that I was just tired and delirious. It gets kind of anticlimactic from here, but I didn't hear it for another week or so, and when I did, I was alone. It was just a small whistle, happening randomly, coming from a wall or something. It just happens every week or so, and it always freaks me out tremendously. The weirdest part is that I kind of have started doubting the accuracy of my memories, particularly my encounter with the whistling man. The summer between my freshman and sophomore years of high school, a friend of mine and his family moved in with his grandma. They were buying a house that ended up having to have some work done, so his grandma invited them to live with her while they waited for the house to get finished. She had a beautiful big house, and it was just her and my friend's cousin that lived there, so there was plenty of room. My friend's cousin was two years older than me, and was going into her senior year of high school. The house's living room had a vaulted ceiling with floor-to-ceiling windows on all sides. It looked amazing, but gave you no real privacy. It wasn't a big deal, though, because the house sat about 500 feet off the road and had woods surrounding it on all sides. Shortly after my buddy and his family move in, I went over on a Saturday to spend the night. My buddy's room was small, so we decide to sleep on the two couches in the living room. Just as we are getting ready to go to sleep at about 1 a.m., we see someone walk past the window outside. We get his dad who shuts off the lights in the house. About 100 feet away in a tree line, you can see a small red light as two people pass a cigarette back and forth. They are just standing there watching the house. His dad calls the police and then opens the front door and yells, and the two guys take off. The police find nothing over there. The woods are full of little game trails, so there is no telling where the guys went. The interesting thing is that there are only three houses within about a mile of this house, and none of them have older kids. One has very small children, and the other two have no kids at all so we have no idea where the people came from. A few weeks later, another friend and I both spent the night there. The three of us walk into the living room at about 10 p.m. to watch a movie, and there is a guy standing, looking into the window. He sees us and then runs off. Again, we can see the lights of the cigarettes in the distance. Over the course of that summer, there were multiple encounters with these watchers, there were three places they would come and stand, and we never could forecast if they would come or where they would go. They would knock on the windows sometimes. Once they shook the front door so hard, it set off the burglar alarm. At times, we would just see them in the tree line watching the house. Once, they took lipstick and wrote, Hello, on the window. 
During the day, we combed the woods trying to find them, but never could. We thought it was likely guys from our school trying to catch a glimpse of my buddy's cousin in her bikini or in her underwear because she was really hot, but it would have been a hell of a lot of effort just to maybe catch a glimpse. We never found out who it was. Eventually, the house my buddy's family was buying was fixed, and they moved. Who these watchers were and what they wanted is still a mystery and always will be.